Gani to my lovely folks out there. Welcome back to another episode of Hella Relatable. Y'all know the vibes over here. Let's get it. Um, happy Kwanzaa. First of all, happy holidays. It was definitely Christmas yesterday. So for those who do celebrate Christmas, I just want to wish you all a Merry Christmas and a happy holiday. Um, I hope you all had a wonderful time thinking about all of you, not just the ones that are having a good time, but also the ones that are dealing with a lot of sorrow, pain and grief, because this can also be a really tough time for some folks during the holidays. So sending all my love out to y'all as well. And to those that are to those that are having a good time. Happy holidays. Happy holidays to all of you. Um, Happy Kwanzaa. It is Kwanzaa. It is the first day of Kwanzaa, a.k.a. Umoja, which is Swahili for unity. And so in celebration of unity, I just wanted to, I wanted to have an episode that obviously focuses on unity because in order for us to really come together and make this world a better place we have to unify but you know of course in order for us to unify we have to recognize the issues that lie within our communities that contribute to our lack of unity and so that is why i have my lovely line sisters here to talk about that I'm just really excited to have them on. They're phenomenal women. They're all doing such wonderful things in their fields of study and in their careers. And I'm really proud of each and every one of them and glad they're able to be on this show because they had so much to say. Okay, if you don't know the vibes of who I'm with, I am very much part of Delta Sigma Theta Sorority Incorporated. Ooh, gang in this B. So um, yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's who I rep. um but yeah so that's all I really have to say I will say also that this episode is a little longer because just based on scheduling I had to make this one episode so it's a it's a pretty long episode so if you need to pause during the commercial break please do so and come back you know whenever you feel free to do so or you can watch it in its entirety but I suggest obviously watch the whole thing because throughout the entire conversation so many gems were dropped so get into it y'all get into it so with that being said happy Kwanzaa and let's get into this episode what's good everybody welcome back to another episode i'm really excited about this episode because it's a special kwanzaa episode and i got my girls here with a capital ls at the end so i'm really excited to introduce my girls which are also known as my line sisters isabel mia michaela and Mikola. so there's five of us here Say what's up to the pod, everybody. Hey, yo. Hey. Hi. Yo, 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 yo. Yo, yo. <laughs> <laughs> Mic check. But what's up? So I'm really excited. As you know, like I said, how we met, we literally are line sisters. We're in the same sorority. Who we with, y'all? Delta, Delta Sigma Theta, Theta Sorority Incorporated. Incorporated. Her. <laughs> over here y'all know the vibes well first of all thank y'all for coming to my show thank you for being a part of my show i appreciate y'all for just 
being involved with this, especially because I know we're all really passionate about what's going on in our communities and especially not just, you know, as Delta women, but just as individuals, especially in our everyday lives. And like, I'm just proud of y'all. So I'm really proud of y'all and everything that y'all are doing and like just hearing y'all speak, just it really lights my day. So I'm really happy and I'm thankful that y'all are here on my show. All right. So this is the Kwanzaa episode. So. We're going to be talking about unity, which is like the first day of Umoja. I know it feels weird because like it's November and it comes out on the first day of Kwanzaa. But this, like I said, this is the Kwanzaa episode and the first day of Kwanzaa is Umoja, which is unity. So we're talking about unity in terms of like our own views on it and what it looks like and what it feels like. So let's get into it. All right, so the first question is, what does Umoja, a.k.a. unity, mean to you? U-N-I-T-U-I. That's the first thing I think of. That's the name of the episode. I think unity is just coming together more so trying to learn each other's differences, grow through each other's differences, um and understanding each other's differences i think i said that but um and just being able to be in a in a space where nobody feels judgment nobody feels like they have to hide their identity um and everybody could just be just be themselves you know you might have people in the back playing dominoes people on the other side playing cornhole you know, people on the other side jumping jacks. Like, you know, we all, but we all at the barbecue. She said jumping jacks, jumping jacks. Isabel's point at me. <laughs> but we all, we all together. You know, at the barbecue. Yeah, We're having a good time. I, I could echo that. I just feel like unity is one. Come together as one, regardless of how you may appear physically spiritually anything you know we work together as one that's what i see unity as yeah they answer they answer for me (laughs) (laughs) what say you Meg? do you have anything no no i think everyone kind of said what i really wanted to speak on so yeah yeah so something that um stuck out to me that you had said mia was like recognizing differences and accepting of differences because i think that 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 whole idea of about that gets overlooked and i think that really well this is like what i think but i think that's like the main indicator of why like we're so divided because we don't recognize differences and so like how do you like what do you think is like the best way for somebody to like accept a difference or recognize like in your own words to like and anyone can answer this Damn, I just forgot. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Um, I just I think like there's no universal identity. There's not there's not like we live, you know, the eighth billion person was born like a couple days ago. Shout out to I think he's a little boy, shout out to right. him. Um But there's there's no universal identity. There's no universal culture, there's no universal language, like there's not something that is just like the absolute what what the world is like we do have ideologies every place has their own ideologies but everybody's different so like you you're gonna be in a situation where like even relatively like you might have you know share the same culture with everybody but you still have a different upbringing Mm -hmm. like we're all black Mm -hmm. i like to believe that we're all black right (laughs) if not (laughs) uh, let us know now (laughs) um but (laughs) 
I would hope you want to believe that everybody's like here is black, but we all have a different upbringing. Like so, we're, even though we like we can share experiences that have to do like what it is to be black in a ideal world, but we all have different upbringings, and yeah. that's that even within ourselves. Though I say that, with there's. There's not just unity outside of your identity, but it's within your same identity. Mm-hmm. So, um, I don't even know what you asked. I'm kind of just going. <laughs> no, no, you're <laughs> good. I'm about to say, but but that that's that's how we gotta. Uh, that's how we gotta. That's how you can acknowledge um, unity is by first accepting the fact that there's no I no universal truth to yeah. what it is to have you know an identity. There we go. There you go, Michaela. Yeah. Um, in order to accept someone's difference, you know, you got to educate yourself first. Yeah. yeah. Being being a teacher, like, I would just say, if you don't educate yourself, you'll, you're going to be closed-minded and you're ignorant. And there's no excuse for ignorance anymore. So, like, mm-hmm. in order to accept someone's difference, you have to educate yourself mm-hmm. and be willing to accept someone else's difference. Like, if you're not willing, it's just... It's tough to be united as one. So, mm-hmm. yeah, educate mm-hmm. yourself. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and yeah. Oh, go ahead. No, I was just yeah. yeah. I just yeah. agree. That, I'm yeah. snapping. I'm <laughs> doing the ad-lib. Yeah, I mean that, that's the only way you can accept someone. I mean, if you don't really truly know, like if you have your biases, then you'll never be able to accept anything outside of your own culture, your own anything. Like you know, your your own identity. That's the only time you can accept someone as if you educate yourself right mm-hmm. expand your horizons yeah mm-hmm. yeah and be willing to, to try yeah. something new to learn something new i mean get out there and i don't know like you having stuff coming up <laughs> in the future like when i moved i was not ready for that but then that's the only way i was able to understand differences within our country i guess because the midwest is different than the south mm-hmm. maybe i could tell you that Girl. right now the food yeah. no. the food <laughs> Different, like you see right. it within the black community, like how black people think here is oh, completely white people different. Colorado crabs in a bucket, huh? <laughs> <laughs> I was gonna say, I was gonna say, like, no, but you're not, yeah, speak on it. Even in the south, it's crabs in the bucket, like they, but they don't want to see people eat, like, and that's sad. The black community, they don't want to see other black people eat. And correct me if I'm wrong, because you know, I haven't I've visited the south, I haven't lived there. Um, I think because of like historically speaking, black people in the South are more united in the sense of like I see you, you see me. Versus yeah. here in Colorado, yep. like I think there's not that there's not that acknowledgement because like even mm-hmm. being out in a in a in a space where it's nothing but white people or maybe people that don't identify with black culture, I can look at you in Colorado and that person will shy away, like yeah. don't want to look me in my eyes, like I'm mm-hmm. not I'm trying to acknowledge yeah. you and you're not there trying to acknowledge no, me. Uh-huh. That's how Colorado is. And I feel like just like yeah. no sense of community means that we're not here trying to support each other. Yeah. And and I'll and I'll and I'll and I'll go this based off of my experience in college. You know, mm-hmm. a lot of us are part of organizations. A lot of us had things, events where we needed money to build our organizations. And you know, for me, you know, as a part of Blackstone Alliance, <clears throat> my like first I was, a, I was part of it all four years, but I'm going to speak on, like, the this was, like, my first or second year. Like, there was this person that he really only had to connect to a venue that everybody needed to grow. Like, mm-hmm. what, that could use that as a platform to grow their organization because it was a venue that everybody knew, everybody wanted to go to, and knew that was going to build revenue to uplift 
your organization but he did not want to share the connects did not want to share the connects and if he did want to share the connects it was like oh if i share my connections with you then i have to be a part of it in some form so i can also receive the revenue with you so it's like why wouldn't you just like if if you're really like supportive of our community especially being at csu we made up like two percent so it was like 400 students out of like thirty thousand. so yeah, it's like yeah, so like yeah. really like because like at csu like we really knew each other like even if we didn't know each other like to some extent we knew each other yeah so it was like why wouldn't you want to use your connections to uplift like an organ an organization yeah. that like that could you know help see you know bring a a, a brighter presence to the community that we're in yeah, yeah. so like that that's what i mean by crabs in a bucket like i don't i don't i don't i don't think we intentionally hate each other like oh, we no. know we know that we're here in a state where it's predominantly white mm-hmm. um and like the people that are black and that live in colorado know what it is to be black and live in colorado Facts. so I'm like why 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 are we trying to you know um not help each other establish like a better foundation to be in Colorado and be in black and but we're here at this lower level where we're not trying to help anybody we're not trying to we're not trying to provide and me it's not it's not even connections it's an investment mm-hmm. it's not connections it's an investment because say the next party I throw you know we 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 built those connections and then the next organization that need those connections we're gonna help that organization and then that organization is gonna help that organization it's like a domino effect and then mm-hmm. all those organizations that started at the bottom because or that we're at the bottom and now because you passed down your connects are at the top mm-hmm. yeah. right. we don't have that we don't have that idea i wanted to say something too because yeah. like uh one thing that we were talking about before i don't remember what it was exactly but we were talking about like identities and like being inclusive and making sure that like everyone feels safe within the community and like that's what unity means i think it you said amia and like one of my favorite quotes is from maya angelou and it's i am human therefore nothing human can be alien to me mm-hmm. and like i really hold on to that in everything i do like i do policy work and so like i work directly in denver with like uh, different organizations that impact people's lives like on a daily and it's like it's not just like case studies it's people's like existence and i think it's really important to like always um i don't know acknowledge that and then going back to what we were saying about like the disenfranchisement within our community mm-hmm. i think that has a lot to do with like in denver specifically like denver was strategically made to be segregated and yeah. like for us not to know where everyone is and like for us to like not be able to like co- like co- like build collectively in a way that's intentional and i think um we have to also think back to our history we've had a mayor Mayor Stapleton, who was a KKK member, mm-hmm. and like this is like the city we live on and the roots we live on. This is like native land, things like that. And so it's like always important to like remember like these things are like all intentionally designed by white supremacist forces. And it's also important to like going back to like the building generational wealth, not only just like through money, but like networking means. Like I, I think that's super important because I think like we can't just live life thinking oh like um like i said this to someone and that's enough like we should always be wanting to like um lift someone else up as we're climbing i think angela davis said that when she came and spoke at csu but like Mm -hmm. we like need to lift each other up as we are climbing like it's Mm -hmm. important for us to all want to build 
each other up and to like I think of like the it's like a bad allegory but like when the ants like they create a ladder with themselves yeah. mm-hmm. and like they always are like helping each other like at their own expense by their own bodies to like help others get to a certain destination and yeah. I think like that's important to like we should be bridges not only like when our physical but with our networking skills and like what yeah. we do in our communities to always be uplifting people mm-hmm. and like mm-hmm. I think that's the only way and the reason like I believe in the work I believe in is because of like the people I've been able to connect with who I put their like um their existence on the line because they're like I know this girl who might be able to do something and like that's the only reason I've been able to be in rooms and so it's like um it's important and then like we were talking about what like as we are transitioning out of college it's hard to find community like outside of these educational like forces and these like Mm. it's I think even Mm. like we recognize that in our sisterhood (laughs) it's like I don't see y'all a lot and like Mm. we really have to like be intentional about like seeing each other it's it's almost like it's it's almost very like um it it has to be intentional in order for it to happen in most cases Mm. so it's like I think it's hard for us to just like Dang, I walk down the street and I can see my people. Like it's yeah. not like that unless you're like living in specifically designated areas mm-hmm. where you know in like Denver. Mm-hmm. Ooh, it's not like that. So no. it's like <laughs> right. but yeah. I know Mia wanted to say something. No, I had a as you were talking that this just came to mind. So I just wanted to ask you, um, because I think and I could be wrong. I don't know Gia's lives. Um, but yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I said, no, but you're I feel like you're the only person that has lived outside of Denver to, mm-hmm. to speak on to, to speak on different experiences so i just want to know like coming from southern colorado springs whoever's listening i don't know you know tabitha (laughs) big out here she might have people out there in new zealand listening (laughs) (laughs) i I definitely want to see because like i know colorado springs is more like you know like more like a tight knitter community um in comparison to denver because denver like you know we're the metro area you know we have people coming in from all over like if people choose to come to colorado it's usually denver um i got family that lives in new mexico and the the best the next best thing is pueblo colorado springs um so and not an offensive way like (laughs) that probably sounded really offensive like not not an offensive way but like since you have that experience because you've been here for a couple years and have lived in in the springs like do you think there's like are the discrepancies the same are they Mm. different do they differ how how because y'all are like a more like tight-knit community than denver right that's such an interesting question because i think colorado springs is like becoming metropolitan like mm. which is weird like i went to go visit i haven't been there in a while but i went to go visit i was like oh they building it up like it's all like building up and like it's kind of like an interesting case study in like urban policy too because we only see the development in the north side like when you're first coming up by the air force academy and mm. stuff and then like when you were asking about like the the tight knitness of the community I think it also has to do a lot with like the military families yeah. that like people mm-hmm. like move down there and there's a lot of folks who like they just transplant they're like ah well I don't re-enlist so it's like I'm out you know and like I want to stay in the springs and I think that that's how I've met a lot of my friends when I went to high school I had transferred from like a super white high school to like a super like diverse very multicultural high school like we had people like from different like racial ethnic groups we had people from like different countries Mm. one of my best friends was like a a student who was from the philippines like like it was just like so interesting i knew so many people 
And, like, I would have never even known those people existed if I didn't, like, move right. schools right. because of, like, how the city strategically built. Like, mm-hmm. it's, like, all of this side is white and very affluent. And then you hit, like, galley. And it's, like, all right black folks brown folks and like i'm not even gonna lie like a lot of poor white people as well Mm -hmm. and it's like i think that's like what i'm noticing the most in like the work i'm doing here and then like transferring that in thought to like colorado springs for example because Mm -hmm. i think it's going to grow into a place that ends up looking like denver unless we start thinking about like for example affordability crisis is already happening down there Mm -hmm. so it's like what do we do what are we thinking what are we trying to do and innovate our thinking when it comes to like building a community that can stay inclusive and stay tight-knit within the black community while also expanding um and even shrinking in some cases a lot of people who are black and brown are moving out like they don't want to live in Colorado anymore but like they especially don't want to live in the (laughs) springs you know so it's like you I don't know it's hard to think about what Colorado Springs might look like in five years compared to here Mm. but I think like it's important like I think that that's such an important like thing to say Mia because I feel like I don't know no one talks enough about Colorado Springs in regards to that I feel like you bringing it up was great so I think and just like I was thinking about this while you were talking I think it's more like an expansion of blackness because like even even with me like growing up like I never knew about Springs like just went up there but like but just by but just by like knowing things anytime I met somebody black I assume they went to Sierra yeah, mm-hmm. and I went to Sierra. <laughs> that's exactly. that's so that's like, I feel like, so even, 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 even though like there's not like a, a you know, growing up there might not have been a connection that I right. made to Colorado Springs. Is just like, but we knowing, always in the know. Knowing, like we're always yeah. in the know yes. on like where what's where certain communities are. Even like, through basketball, much, sports, yeah. tournaments mm-hmm. in high school. Like I remember, or even conferences. Like mm-hmm. in high school, like I remember they would have things and we would come up to Denver. So it's like you know we probably all in some way. <laughs> met each other in crossing or passing in some way like and i always think about that if not because exactly and if not we will one mutual connection exactly or three to four right know somebody of somebody right at least three to four yeah it's so small i wanted to Oh, no, no, go ahead. Go ahead, Isabel. <laughs> no, I, I want to piggyback you. off of something you said about, like, the policy work that we do. So, me yeah. and Mick, we, we be in it. We be in it. I noticed that it. within a lot of organizations that I've worked with, when it comes to unity, it's just, like, always a competition instead of mm-hmm. trying to, you know, we're trying to elevate certain communities. And all of these all of these organizations want to elevate these communities. But it's always one organization that wants to do it better or wants to, like, step on someone's toes and not have, you know, they want the recognition. They want the clout. And that's what I'm noticing within this world. Yeah. So, yeah, that's, it's it's just all a competition. And I also feel like that, like, within us getting Mm -hmm. jobs, like you said, moving, moving out of college, you know, going to grad school, doing our jobs. It's like, we're not being taken, well, I feel like I'm not being taken seriously because... You know, yep. it's like always a competition, and then like the racial yep. competition, it's like everything. Yep. Yeah. It's everything yep. within it. So, I, yeah. yeah, I was gonna <laughs> say like that was exactly what I was gonna say too because we live in like at least like in terms of Colorado, in terms of numbers, not in terms of like our literal power, but like there's the majority of people who live here are white, and so it's like a lot of us are the onlys in our spaces. You know, like, and I know, like, I can speak from my own experiences. I'm the only black person there, you know, and then like I'm like all of us have been like the only black woman, the only Mm -hmm. even the only woman, black woman, you know, and that in itself is like, 
a whole another thing, you know? And then it's like, like just being the only person, you feel like, I mean, well, I can't speak for everybody, but like for me, like sometimes it feels like I have to prove that I deserve that spot. And I think that that happens a lot in like the black community is like, we feel like we have to prove that we like, deserve our place mm-hmm. in a specific area and then it becomes something where it's so internalized that we do it amongst each other and that we like compete against each other like without even knowing see can yeah. i say yeah. something and, uh, yeah i was gonna say no no i was gonna say i don't know i was like i want our community to decolonize that mm-hmm. like i want us so bad to want all of us to see ex- each other yeah. be successful yeah like yeah. i feel like like yeah. there's certain things like I really try hard to cheer for, mm-hmm. but then I think about like the ethics behind it and the intentions, and I'd be sad. I'd be like, dang, man, Girl. like this is centered in white Eurocentric kind of like thought. And that's not what I, even if it's coming out of the mouth of a black person, mm-hmm. I'm not going to align with, you know yeah, what I mean? Right, yeah. And like, that's really hard, I think, for a lot of people to grapple with. But I'm, I need like, especially like, when it like we were talking about with the CSU example and like getting venues and someone gatekeeping that we need to stop that because that's like that is white people shiz naive for real yeah. to the extreme and not only that you will only it only benefits all of us to see each other at the top mm-hmm. in some capacity in some way in mm-hmm. some rhyme or reason and like if I can't get there I'm gonna apply for everyone getting there before yeah. me yeah. I'm gonna apply for everyone after me yeah. I'm like but I'm gonna get there because if I see you there if I see you there and I see you there even if it's before me I'm successful yeah. because yeah. y'all are a part of my existence in the extreme so yeah. whoever's listening decolonize that thought decolonize that thought from yourself my brother decolonize yourself my brother y'all can't see me here but i got my hand raised i know i'm sorry i'm sorry you know because you know it's mainly for myself because i have short-term memory loss so my hand raised knows that i had a question to a certain thought amen um no but putting your Everything that Mick said was just so beautifully said. Let's yeah. just start off by saying that. Yeah. Put in what she just Success. spoke and and what Tabitha also spoke. This is this is this is how I'm connected to. So you said that in spaces where you feel like you need to kind of prove yourself of being worthy of that of that situ- position or whatever the case may be. Black people. If you are a STEM major, if you are a liberal arts major, if you are a, you know, business major, you need to open the pathway to your brothers and sisters because mm-hmm. then you yep. put your 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 brothers and sisters like Tabitha in a position to work with white people where she feels like she has to 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 prove herself. Where mm-hmm. if you have the connections and to, to have the ability to put her in an environment that she's comfortable in, that she's used to, that, that she feels like she's going to grow in, why are you restricting that? Mm-hmm. Why, why are you kind of going back to what Mick said, like, we need to uplift each other in any way possible. Because if we're going back to being crabs in a bucket, then we're going to have that feeling where we have to be in a, in a, in a, in a, at a company in a position that we're not most likely supposed to be in. Mm-hmm. And, and I say that just because vice versa to that, you have people that are typically, you know, the typical person to run the positions in that position. Like I work, y'all know that I work at a, a juvenile correctional facility and majority of the people who run the facility, like at the level of being with the kids, not the higher ups, but the level of being kids are people of color. Mm-hmm. And it's, and it's mostly because we're relatable to 
the population that's coming in. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. This not to bash white people, but white people can see themselves in a lot of a lot of the positions of where these kids have been at. Absolutely, I've seen, yeah. I've seen, I've seen these white people get ran ran over by these kids because it's like you don't know where I'm from, mm-hmm. you don't know what Park Hill is, you don't know what you don't you don't know what the East Side is. Mm-hmm. Like you're trying to come in here and try to relate to me, right. so. Mm. And like, yo, oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> I like, 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 you just touched on something that that yeah. hits me every day. Like the white saviorism. Oh, yeah. Because oh. like, like they have to save us, but you you can't. It's yeah. so hard. And I deal with that every day. Yeah. When I'm at work, majority of the teachers are black because we can relate to our black children. Ninety nine percent of my school is black. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And like, I just want to connect all of what y'all said back to unity. Like, if yeah. we don't work together for one cause like i think that's where we're all kind of like messed up because somebody want to work towards this and that like Mm -hmm. we should all be uplifting each other we should all want better yeah Yeah, but absolutely you know everybody kind of doesn't want better for everyone yeah i mean Mm -hmm. like i loved your analogy to the ants yes oh my gosh it's perfect That we don't we don't help each other. Yeah, you know? and you want to know the cutest thing about it? There's they always stay long enough to pull the last one up. I don't. Oh, I, I just wow. saw that in yeah. my head, and I'm just like, wow, like please, they're, they're always reach, right. Like, they always reach and they yeah. grab like, on. It's so rare that they never do. They always reach back down to get I, each other. And I, 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 think, I love that. I wish yeah. we could do that. And mm-hmm. I mean, it starts with preparing our next generation. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah. break those curses of. Being, wanting to only be the only black person to succeed. Mm-hmm. And it's not only yeah. just about the identity mm-hmm. of blackness, women too. Like, mm-hmm. we've got to want other women to succeed as well. Yeah. I think it's yeah. all um, intersectionality. Yeah. 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 Black woman, black and Muslim, black and LGBTQ, yeah. black yeah. With, with mental disability, I yeah. think. And, that, and that's, you know what? No. I'm going to let Isabel be right there. She had her head because I'm going to go for the tangent. This is about, no, y'all, y'all two both at the no, same I time. No, I was saying, I, dang, I forgot. It was about the schools, though, because yeah. I used to work at a school, and it was, like, like 80% black and Hispanic. And I just noticed, like, all the, the white people that worked there, they were definitely like, oh, I can relate to you. No, I did. Shut up. I did. I just, <laughs> yeah. Shut it was, up. It was, it was, it was like, I'll tell you straight up, too. They'll be like, like, the kids will say, the way that I talk to them, the white teacher cannot talk to them like that because yeah. they would feel some type of way. Yeah, no. And it's just that, that connection that I have with my students. And, you know, my job as an educator as well is to bring their sense of community together because mm-hmm. I'm not going to lie, like, these kids, like, if you're different, they, like, if you're a different type of black person, they have been taught to just shut you out. Yeah, and I feel like that's an issue too, where we're not united. Is that because we're not taking the time to educate our children about it? And you know, yeah, like how can we get better as a black community if our upbringings are not impacting us? You know, and like to go back to like what you were saying in terms of like providing space to like other black people that are in these spaces, because I do believe that even if you are like you are like the only person in like a specific space. Mm -hmm. I do believe that like you're there to pave the way for other people that look like you. And if, and if you're going to be that space, cause sometimes like that's unfortunate about being, you know, like the only black person in your space, but it's also an opportunity because it's like you get to be there and you get to pave the way for others. And then when you do pave the way for others, 
share your resources, you know, like, you know, be that example for the people because there's like, we all have like a purpose and we all are made to lead in some way or another. And like, if you're just leading for yourself to be successful and fulfilled in a way, like you're not fulfilling your purpose in the way that you should, because really like our purpose is to help other people, Mm -hmm. especially people who like, I believe like, especially people who look like us because those resources have been taken from us. Mm -hmm. So if we get in a space where we're able to have resources and do something and create a platform, we ought to be able to share that and provide that to others. So we all can succeed. But again, like it's a bad thing, but it's not a bad thing because you can use that to like, not only your advantage of others, but it becomes a bad thing when you like kind of hold those, you know, gatekeep those things. Right. So yeah and to echo what you're saying like if you are the only black person or the only person in that space be strong it's easier said than done but like it takes a lot of strength to build those pathways but do Mm -hmm. it because i promise you in the future it will pay off it will but you have to be strong and you have to stand your ground and speak up like if you don't it's not gonna change Yeah, and just to go off of that, um, off of that and what was said previously, oh, dang, you, you ended on such a positive note, <laughs> and I'm about to reverse it and make it negative, I feel ahead, so bad. No, let, let, do what you gotta uh, do. Because the one thing that came to mind is, like, sometimes, like, I feel like people feel some type of way when it comes to being, like, that person in that space that's the only one that could build it up. Just because it feels like sometimes when you're in that space, it's like the higher hierarchy, whatever race, wants you to be in that space. Yeah. Like when I was in um, college, like for y'all, that, for y'all that don't know, I was a philosophy major for the years. Like my oh. last year, I changed my major because I couldn't pass a specific class. But when it came to not passing that specific class, like the philosophy department wanted me in there so bad because I was a woman, I was a woman of color. Like, you know, there wasn't there wasn't like a lot of like philosophy is really made up of white men. So like in me and you said we can't say names. Don't say names. (laughs) Me and um, Charlie. No, uh, uh, um, Darlene. We were the only women of color in the philosophy department. Like, in me, like, I was general philosophies, and she was, she studied um, religion, religious philosophies. Like, we were the only two women of that department, but they wanted us there so bad. Like, so I understand that, like, sometimes we should be in that space to uplift other people that want to be in that space. But sometimes, like, I feel like, you know, if you're being used as kind of, like, a model to say, like, hey, like, hey, we have two black women here in philosophy. Y'all should also be other black women in philosophy. I feel like cut it. Did it. Like, Mm -hmm. no, don't contribute to, to, like, the promotion. Mm -hmm. I feel like that's a a good word. A promotion of, like, what white people are trying to, you know, Mm -hmm. put out into the world. Because, I I mean, when I couldn't pass a class... I became an interdisciplinary arts major. <laughs> my, my last year of college, I I became an interdisciplinary arts major, which luckily, like all my philosophy credits, transferred. Mm-hmm. Um, but it really was because I'm like, I'm not gonna be your guys' token for philosophy. Yeah, right. like no. I'm I'm not finna do that. Like I understand it. Like you know, sometimes as a as a as a black person that wants uh, to succeed in life and has seen the things of capitalism. Um, structuralism um i understand white people (laughs) like i understand white people and why they have the mentality that they have Mm -hmm. would i personally ever do that absolutely not but i understand it so like when it came to being 
one out of two black women in philosophy like i understand why they're really trying to keep me there and really trying to promote other you know um diversity coming into the program mm -hmm. but at the same time i was like you know you can do that at, on your own terms yeah i'm not gonna be the person that Don't helps you me. contributes to that yeah. there we go i got yeah. some a little piece of advice that i was thinking about while we were talking is like always bring your friends' names up in spaces. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember I was working for, I was doing something on social media. I was freelancing and they were like, oh, we need podcasts. And instead of um, looking one up on Apple, I was like, Tabitha has a podcast. Mm. I featured her podcast. Appreciate they wanted you. articles. I like hit up my friends at Northwestern. I said, send me your articles so I can feature you. Like, so that's just yeah. one way. You can't be a hater. You can't be a hater in the world. I can't be a hater. I think that circles up everything that we all said yeah. at the end of the day. In a nutshell, support your people. Mm -hmm. Yeah. That's, yes. that's the nutshell. That's the overall theme of the of everybody that says something. But support your people. Mm -hmm. Give them them connections. Mm -hmm. Put their name out there. You know, if they, if, they, if, they, if, they, if they need somebody to be there for them, be that person. If you know somebody that knows somebody that knows somebody, make sure that somebody comes back to the original person that it needs to be to. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah. yeah. In yeah. order to fill your cup up, you got to fill other people's up, too. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Facts. Mm -hmm. Y'all are doing phenomenal. I just want to say, because, like, y'all literally, I only asked, like, the first question. Right, I, that's the first question. But y'all answered my other questions. Like, that was, those were literally my questions. Was, like, oh, how do we, like, as... Question, had a question that had a question. Yeah, like... Hey, but questions built questions that built questions that have answers, so... No, y'all literally answered my questions, because it was, like, how are we, as black people, People, like how do we lack unity like where can we improve and like are. you know you and the, well shoot I spelled it you told me I don't know I don't know what what generations uh type of podcast listeners be in yeah. but y'all might not know about that yeah right. might, I need y'all to, to look at the Queen the Latifah, Queen Latifah yeah. and like just her overall because like I Queen Latifah is like one of the one of the people that exhibits a lot of intersectionality yeah yes. women being black being like one of the first black women to really be open about being like lgbtq yeah, like and set her. it off like y'all li listeners yes. whoever listening y'all need to go give like her really, right give her her give flowers, her listen, her right, flowers. Her go ahead. and shout out you know me queen latifah got the same birthday march 18th y'all better, better keep it in your calendar shut up <laughs> but hey no but even like but like even even through the the history of music like you yeah. and why was like the first like you know or even the like um what is queen latifah's a bitch or a hoe like the, even yeah. that one like that those two were like really like catered to um kind of um what am i thinking like women rights types like bitch? stuff so yeah. like so shout out to queen latifah yeah. also on that there. note there's nine there's like our generation lags good protest music oh. Oh. like <laughs> Poet Lauren Hill. Yeah. I don't want to like, keep going, is. but you know what I mean. Right. We got so Erica many people. Badu. You yeah. know what's a, a pretty good soundtrack? 
um, Judas and the Black Messiah. Oh. They had like a whole oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. Y'all ever yeah, heard yeah, yeah. I Declare War by Nada Wick? Bro, that's my shit. I need to go in it. I need to get it then. I need to get that. Nada Wick, Nada Wick, Nada Wick, he be saying some code shit. He be saying some shit. Thank you for putting me on. Yeah, let me tell you. Thank you for putting that down. When we get into this break, we finna play that. Like. Yeah, we have a break. This is like a five minute break. Because I know we, I know we like elevator music. We're going to be on hold for like five to ten minutes. Anyways. Um, okay, so just like one more question. Okay, so I'll just combine like two questions together. Y'all can answer it however you want. But because I know we were talking about like where we lack, which is very facts. But there are some areas in where we do like, as black people, where we do like, exemplify unity and so like and not also just like black community but even like in our sorority so yeah. like where do we where do we exemplify unity okay i just the first thing that came to mind was the wakanda black face shit that happened at csu yeah speak on it speak on it tell them what it is though tell them what it is because they don't know okay so yeah. for when did this happen 19 Okay, so for those who don't know, we had, um, she was a freshman. Oh, she was a freshman, right? I don't I think she was a freshman. Um, in a nutshell, we had some very ignorant um, individuals that displayed some very offensive behavior um, that got caught on Snapchat, that eventually got caught by other people that eventually made it to our president, um, Joyce McConnell. And, uh, and Joyce, I felt bad for Joyce because that was her first year. Like, literally, she, you you the president and you go into a college and, like, your first two weeks there, somebody give them back face. Can I say something, like, specific, like, what it was specifically? No, ahead, like, literally, they posted themselves in, like, charcoal clay masks and the and the caption was Wakanda forever, and they had their um the hand. their hands cross. to their yeah. cross to their chest, as if they're like literally it's blackface. So and they tried to like write it off as if it was like freedom of speech. So right. sorry, mm-hmm. I just wanted to let that um, know what was going on. Nah, you're good. And like in that instance, I think like being a part of Delta Smith Sorority Incorporated. Um, I think like I saw what it was to have like people support you from areas that are not that because like even though like even though Colorado State University's like black community is short like to see y'all's community UNC's community yeah, black yeah. community UNC showed up like, yeah that UNC was like up, especially because like it was like yeah you know I'm here at my community and my community is not even showing up but like a community like that's borderline that could understand like what we went through. Mm-hmm. Is like to see that so, to see how like y'all pull up. Yeah, like, we, I have yeah. a video. Like I have yeah, videos from up. that moment, but like y'all was like deep. Like honestly, like I think yeah. more of y'all showed up than our own people. Damn, like yeah, which is like unfortunate. Yeah. Like that's not facts. Like I'm not saying that's the truth, but it seemed like that because especially not even y'all coming up to support us, but how unified y'all were. Mm-hmm. Like what y'all were when y'all came up. Like I remember, who was it? B. <laughs> he offered me a seat in my own house. Uh, like that was like that was like that's when i realized that y'all's community was like so strong in y'all's campus and it, and it wow. could be a discrepancy because y'all y'all are in a more populated area that is more poc because you know you have like the latina community up there in Greeley um, versus fort collins which is like very white but like the mm-hmm. fact that he offered me a seat in my own house 
was just like i should be the one offering you that because you're here to support something that's happened on our campus and like the only reason that they're there to support it is because it's something that affects all of us whether it's on their campus our campus or campus across in florida like the fact that he the fact that that happened like i was like i really was like damn like y'all yeah. like that's how that that's how you that's how you show like even even though as a colorado entity that might be the case but to see like this community and this population which like in my mindset like you're that population because of a certain reason and a lot of it is because y'all are there to go to school get an education whatever um but to see that y'all come to a a, a space that's not familiar to you mm -hmm. and come to support because y'all have this factor that y'all identify equally it was just like i was mm -hmm. like damn i'm like colorado state we need to do better like yeah, our yeah. african community out there are black black slash african-american community like whatever you know people choose to identify as like i can't believe like we don't have this mindset you know and especially because yeah. we're a smaller population like yeah. we're even smaller than unc yeah so like that was just like mm. well said yeah mm -hmm. um i want to say that we come together when something negative happens to the mm. black community mm -hmm. and the, i think that's where mm. we have some issues because we are united but it only happens when something bad happens yeah and so i feel like yeah. we do come together very well when police brutality happens or mm. something that is offensive to the black community but we just need we lack the consistency yeah um but i would say that like lately i would say that we're doing a little bit better with mm. coming together i don't know how it is in denver since i'm not here that much anymore but i'd say at least in the in the south like they do support like their own little communities like they are very united and like everybody stays afloat yeah. Okay. Now, when it comes to progressing, we could do a little bit better. Yeah. But I still think that, you know, black always rocks. So Facts. we yep. we do come together when we need to come together. We do. We do. I want to say too, like, and this is also coming from a space because I don't have Twitter, but like black mm -hmm. Twitter is like hella Facebook. uniform. Yeah. Like they be they be coming for folks yeah. next from like what I see on like Instagram or like what I hear from like my cousin yeah. and stuff about like what Black Twitter says and especially him to respond like yeah. it really goes back to what you're saying in terms of like negative things but even when it comes to stuff that like we laugh about or something that you know like nobody Black people like yeah. we literally laugh in like you like in a unified yeah. way you know yeah. because. What it was the word? Not in unison. Is that mm -hmm. the word? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. We laugh mm -hmm. in unison. Mm -hmm. Like even if, even though we're like in different spaces, we both can relate. And I, uh, unfortunately, I think a lot of our humor is definitely based on like generational trauma. It's oh. actually hella dark. <laughs> it is. It is. But absolutely. I mean, like it's a form of like you know it. Unfortunately, but yeah. like it's a form of like, uh, uh, it's like a survivor's mechanism that we just have ingrained literally in like back trace to like our ancestors due to like generations but i don't know something about that com i don't know something about us being able to like relate on that and even though it's dark it's like that comic relief the comedic relief that we have yeah. together i think i think shit like that is so beautiful of like i can literally have a conversation it's like how do you warm up something in the microwave you don't put in the whole time we literally be pressing the you whole 30 the 30 second, second yeah. button yeah. like y'all already knew like i did not say that you know what i mean like you know what I mean? Like, and then if we go outside to check the weather, we ain't stepping a whole body out. We gon' 
put the hand out. Yeah. Like, and we know that, you know, we don't have to say that. And I think that in itself should be an indicator of like how powerful we are as people. And like, if we really like recognize the power in ourselves, the power of the collective could be much bigger than we even think, you know, yeah. like to have that, that spiritual connection in that way and that mental connection that way without even, you know, recognizing it from, from the simple things we laugh at to the way how we dance to the way our rhythm is, to the way we cook. It's like, yeah. we do this thing. Even when it comes to cooking, we don't measure shit. We eyeball it. Like, you know, it's like... Who made we, the potato yeah. salad? That's all I'm Who made... <laughs> okay, like, we have the same questions. And, like, that just shows that there's unity there. But we yeah. just have to, like you said, be consistent and practice yeah. it and execute Persistent. it more. Persistent. Persistent. Yeah. Persistent. Yes. Yes. yeah, yeah. I definitely had a good conversation with my kids about persistent versus consistency and reactive versus proactive. Facts. Mm. Facts. Facts. And then... With our sorority, to answer your second question or second part of the question, I'm not gonna lie, I absolutely love it. Like, mm-hmm. I moved all the way to Louisiana and I found that sisterhood unity already. Yeah. Just being in the sorority and then seeing my boss is one of our Saras, and I love it. Mm-hmm. But it's not only within our sorority, like Greek unity. Yes. I think maybe just like in the mm-hmm. South because it's a larger population. Yeah. I love it. Like, I could be walking down and I see somebody with their little wristband on i'm like hey what's up and then you just have that conversation and i love it and like they stand together they rock together i love it and like we have a good greek representation at my school i guess and you know we might have our little petty comments towards each other but at the end of the day like we're gonna rock together and i love that type of unity and you just I think that comes from common ground, but we also still need to understand our differences. See, and that's, I feel like that goes back to our original conversation. Going back to that logic and what we had already talked about, like, people in the South are just so you united by what they experience. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, here, I feel like even in uh, Divine Nine, like, people are really, like, trying to prove themselves because we're a part of an organization that really was established within, like, black culture, black history, and in a a world that we were never really a part of, like, historically speaking. So, like, because it, like, kind of going back to that crap is in a bucket statement, like, since we're really not showing each other that we're here to uplift each other, and more like we're putting our organizations on a pedestal instead of, like, wanting to contribute into each organization, Mm -hmm. like, that's why we're not, like, D9 really is, like... Mm-hmm. diluted a little bit here uh-huh. versus like Down in the south, south yeah. like so yeah. like to yeah. go on your experience yeah. like yeah. it's because y'all have yeah. like like historically speaking y'all y'all know how to be there for each other yeah without trying to like one up in one up another and because our organizations mm-hmm. are so new here in colorado specifically mm-hmm. and because of like you know historically speaking how colorado has been around blackness yeah. and you know all that like i just, just saw how i see it yeah i mean it's just the lack of community here because i mean I'm not going to lie, like, the black presence in the South is is very strong, I would say, and that's why I enjoy being down there. I'm sorry, when I come back home, I'm like, I've been looking at some black people, you can put this in there. You lost, brother. You lost, sister. <laughs> like, lost. what the hell? No, you're Uncle lost. Like, where? Like, I'm looking at you, like, this is the thing that I hate the most up here. I can look at you, and you won't even smile or acknowledge the fact that I'm there. Mm-hmm. And when you do that, you're lost, because... Yeah. Yeah. We don't hold a lot of space in this in Colorado. We don't. Like, we really don't. But when I go down south, I see somebody, hey, how you doing? Simple mm-hmm. fact of acknowledging each other's presence goes a long way. There's a lack of community here in yeah. Colorado. Um, I mean, there's a lack of community everywhere, but it's just not as strong. And I think yeah. that whiteness, they have tore us apart. 
And I mean, yeah. that's what they're that's what they're doing. They've always done that is to try to tear us apart. But we gotta come together. Yep. Yeah. So since it is the commercial break, I just wanted to let you all know that this is a great time to pause the episode if you're feeling like, okay, this is a lot of information. Let me come back and get the rest of the information another day. This is the perfect time to do so because we are going right into the commercial break. So um, with that being said, I hope you enjoyed the content if you decide to pause it and come back. But if not, uh, we will continue right after this break. So yeah, get into it. So... In the first segment, we were talking a lot about like how our communities and our external environments, like in terms of unity from that perspective. So now we're going to talk more about like our internal environments, our internal things of like ourselves and unity. So I'm going to ask y'all, how do you practice unity in your own life? And it can really pertain to anything it doesn't have to relate to like what we were talking about it can um but it also can't it doesn't have to so just from your perspective how do you yourself practice unity in your own life i think being biracial um for the audience that don't know i'm black and chilean and croatian um i lived in chile for a couple years when i was younger i think just always acknowledging like you know the different identities that you identify with like it doesn't necessarily have to be like ethnically speaking you know nationality speaking um just any identity that you deal or identify with just staying true to it and kind of investing in it um like i said i'm black chilean um i identify with the lgbtq community i'm spiritual you know all etc etc um i think if you're just in tune with those other identities that's how you um execute um being um like uniting each identity with yourself i think i touched on this a bit earlier when i was talking about like seeing my friends names in different spaces um you know just making sure that i'm trying to uplift everybody wherever i am I never been, well, I feel, I feel like I never been the competition type. Like, I'm not a fighter, but that's like, you know, that's a different story. <laughs> but <laughs> yeah, I feel like I've never been the competition type and I want to see everybody win. Like, I want, I want greatness for everyone. So I just try to spread that greatness for everyone. Yeah. Yeah. I would say that I practice it by just loving everybody as they come. I don't know. Like, I lately I've been really big on just showing nothing but love to people like that's super important because you never you just never know mm-hmm. like i love you all i love everybody even though they might not love me back but that's how i practice unity because if you there's no unity without love yeah that's true dang y'all was talking about everybody i was talking about myself I feel so <laughs> no it's okay. it's that's okay. why maybe i answered the question no, wrong, y'all y'all right. all answered the question okay. really well but that's that's important though to know that about yourself and i think like we feel like we can't speak about ourselves in a positive way like that because the scene especially as black women it's like you're cocky you're self-centered and there's a completely different idea versus being self-centered and self-confident and like knowing that about yourself is important because you can use that to your advantage and not only your advantage but the advantage of others to 
help each other and even like what y'all are saying like understanding that about yourself like you simply saying like I'm getting you know I'm I try I love people like that's something to acknowledge and that's important because that's a part about yourself that is important and it not only just shows up in terms of unity but in all other aspects and like being proud of that and acknowledging that that's what even makes unity because I believe like you can't unify with other people if you don't even know how to support yourself and lift yourself up so Mm -hmm. you like lifting yourself up is necessary for you to lift up other people because how you treat other people is a reflection of how you treat yourself and if you're not acknowledging the positive things about yourself in that way you can't acknowledge the positive things in others yeah Mm -hmm. so that's these are facts like you gotta you gotta lift yourself up and as black women we deserve that Mm -hmm. we deserve nothing but that but to take up space and to own those things about ourselves because that's who we are from jump whether we recognize it or not i don't mean to like get off track but like like that's that's who we are yeah. so yeah mm. what what say you Meg? how do you how do you practice unity um just like coalition building and advocating for others like it's not just always about me everyone's problems are intersected and, and connected with mine so like even at like the university I go to, I'll just say University of Denver, it doesn't matter. But um, even the work I do there, it's like a lot of my work isn't centered. Like I do DEI work and a lot of my work isn't even centered on the black community. Like Mm. most of my work is centered on international students because there's not a space for international students and the space that is there is like a conversion space for Christianity. Mm. Like they're trying to basically convert international students to like Christian principles without them like explicitly saying that. So like they go in these spaces thinking it's for community and then they come out and they're like, oh, they gave me a Bible and they don't know what that means. And that's a facet of colonialization. And like, that's something that they've already seen in their home countries Mm -hmm. and they come here to be an intellectual and then they're still being exploited. Mm -hmm. And so like, it's really important for me to advocate for them because I feel like even if it's not happening to specifically African students, for example, or specifically people of the diaspora, like to advocate for those people now is to advocate for those people who aren't even present. Mm-hmm. And so like, it's really important to always like speak up. I, I'm recognizing a lot in my work, it's not about me. And so like, that's something I've had to decolonize, like ego mm-hmm. death, like as much as I want my work to be centered on me, it has nothing to do with me. And like, um, like, it's really great. I'm going to Kenya, like, literally on Monday, and I'm going to be working with the UN on diasporic work within, like, the embassy and, like, learning about, like, people and places in Kenya who are doing, like, work to expand the black diaspora and, like, intersectional thinking and solidarity within the world. And, like, I'm really excited to do that because I feel like I'd be arguing with people about, like, my love for the community, and it's, like, that's why I don't be saying nothing on the internet because I get paid for my ideas. Like, <laughs> I literally am worth a lot of money. So it's, like, Fair. I don't be arguing with people on the internet because I go to school for this like I do the research I've read the documents I know the intersectional thinkers I know how it's involved and how it continues to exploit us day to day Mm -hmm. and how it exploits the people that we love even if we don't even know their existence like you're saying because I have empathy I see the dignity in others I know that this can impact someone negatively and when when you know that what are you going to do about it yeah and it's like that's what's important like recognizing that like we have privileges Americans yeah in the world more than we even know 
Okay. And it's our duty to learn about what's happening to our people and our neighbors in other countries mm-hmm. so we can better highlight and advocate and create solidarity for them. Mm-hmm. And, like, that's, like, what I believe in the most, especially, like, I identify as Afro-Latina. So, like, being intersectional within the diaspora and the black community mm-hmm. is important for me to highlight because none of us are all one thing. And, yeah. like, especially black doesn't look one way. Yeah. And we should highlight everyone and everyone's, like, love for what their blackness looks like and amplify it whatever that means you know rather than like judging and looking at our blackness in singular ways and so like i'm really excited to that work and like i think like that just goes back to the work i believe in like unity is just creating belonging for everyone that all of us deserve space to be like thought of as humans and have dignity and be thought of with love and respect Mm -hmm. so like that's the only like work I do and I believe in and it's like not easy and it's not like fun and it's not like always like gonna make me money but like I know that I'm gonna be able to like specifically and directly impact how someone feels empowered about themselves yeah and I feel like that's way more powerful than making billions or making any money from anything to be honest like yeah I love making us feel like we we have that internal self-love and like creating space for us to like explore what what that means and like our well-being our mental health our our overall academic success like yeah all of that matters to me so much and knowing I know y'all are all in like fields pertaining to these spaces especially I'm like oh yeah this yeah. all matters to me because I know that yeah. people are touched by this, even if I can't, if I'm not touching it. So it's not mm-hmm. ever about us. Nothing's about us. Yeah. Yeah. Mm. And I think too, like, well, for me, like, in terms of like how I do unity, like, it, it may come off a certain way, but like, I literally celebrate myself mm-hmm. because. Like, what I was saying earlier, like, in order for me to celebrate other people, I have to celebrate myself, but I have to be authentic in, like, mm-hmm. celebrating myself. I can't just be like, oh, yeah, I I did that and not believe it, you mm-hmm. know? I have to believe that so I can see that in others. And not only seeing that in others, but also challenging my own ideas of other people and other experiences. Because we have to understand that, like, we've all been um, influenced and domesticated at some point to believe a certain idea of who people are and and what they do and where they come from and understanding that you yourself have also been involved in that, in this idea of influence and this idea of domestication and, and taking yourself out of that so that you can empathize with other people and where they come from in their own experiences, especially in the black community, because like you're, you're saying, there's no monochromatic way to be a black person. Mm -hmm. And we all have very different experiences and, for me personally, like, I don't like to identify myself as an activist, but, like, I just do my best to, like, care about people. I just, I give a shit about people, you mm-hmm. know? And the thing is, like, it's important for me to definitely highlight voices that are within our communities that are not heard, you know, or that aren't seen or represented. Because even in the Black community, there are people that are extremely marginalized, like, queer black people you know and then even like dark-skinned black people specifically Mm -hmm. dark-skinned black women you know and like even like plus-size black people like there's people poor black people disabled black Mm -hmm. people like there's people that are in um our community that also you know again like what you're saying intersectionality like there's different experiences and to have somebody be like the face of it all is that's just total bullshit like not everyone comes from the same experiences and like for me in terms of how I try to like you know how I do my best in like practicing unity is understanding like 
where people come from because I have an understanding to a certain extent that like my experience is not the same as everybody else's and and if you approach if you approach people as if your experience is how they experience things you're dismissing them without even trying and like we all are are guilty of that at some point and you know that's why you have to like you were saying earlier educate yourself and step mm-hmm. outside of what you know so and come with an open mind to listen to other people because if you don't you won't you know and you're gonna and that's a choice to stay ignorant on something mm-hmm. you know and that's for me like that's important and like pertaining to like what you're saying like like we're here for other people mm-hmm. we're here to do things for other people so you have to keep that in mind especially when you are doing these things especially in your own path understand that that's again to help others so yeah any other comments on that that was well said yeah. Buffy yeah. y'all definitely uh... <laughs> good <laughs> thank you um the next question is how can you yourself improve in acts of unity I can uh, how about the, oh yeah go ahead <laughs> You know, you go. Sorry. Um, if you want to go, I was going to speak about unity within male and female. Because right mm-hmm. now, I feel like my my improvement needs to be on loving black men or <laughs> loving men in general. Because just you know, I just I always want to support black women because I we are the most um, oppressed people in this world. And I feel like my support and unity with black women has been stronger than it is with black men. Mm. And honestly, read, because I've been reading this book and it talks about how, like, black men, how everyone has been so supportive of them because their traumas have been broadcasted. But black women have been pushed to the side, even though we probably experience more traumas than they do. And so my unity has been with black women, but I feel like in order for all of us to succeed and get to where we need to be and we need to support the black community as a whole so i feel like that's where i definitely need to improve is you know get out of that mindset niggas ain't shit but you know um (laughs) and support them and honestly teach them how to praise black women as well facts yeah bitches ain't shit either but yeah everybody ain't shit right to be honest especially but you know i can't say I'm not gonna say that people aren't shit I mean people really aren't shit but we just have to figure out how to work together and I feel like sometimes we just don't know how to yeah and I don't know like we'll figure out solutions eventually but just being open to trying new things and support everyone because you can't pick a group to support and that's where i i struggle sometimes i'll pick and choose like hey this is my focus when it needs to be a broad focus Mm -hmm. i feel like y'all want to talk first no go ahead i was thinking i feel like i can improve on unity like within myself Mm. Because I, I like, see so many people doing so many great things. And I'm like, oh, she's so tight. She's so cool. And I'll do the same things. And I'll be like, oh, yeah, just another, you know. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> yep. I feel like, I don't know. I feel like a lot of people do that. Like, not giving yeah. yourself enough credit. Yeah. Not giving yourself enough praise. Like, you did this. You went through all of this stuff. You made it. Rejoice. Be happy. So. Mm-hmm. Hey, I echo mm-hmm. that. Yeah. I echo that. I think, too, like, 
celebrating yourself for existing like what we were speaking about some time ago like that's so important i remember like when i like we we had said that you had said that like i just want to be existing's um, enough yeah like i just want to exist you know and like celebrating your existence is so key especially as a black person like that's the like, first thing i do i'm like i don't even care y'all yeah. I, the first thing i look at when i wake up in the mirror or the wake up is like my mirror and i'd be like Per. <laughs> hey, do sis. it do it another day another dollar let's yeah. go get the money sis it's yeah. time to work you know like i'd be like i'd be just hyping myself up because like i'm recognizing that so much of the people in my life don't really like know like a lot of what i do like i just be trying to do it so like especially like, within my family too like i'm the first to do a lot of the things i'm doing so like I don't receive the empathy, like, or even, like, the acknowledgement sometimes. It's just almost like, well, that's what you should be doing. It's the next level. So it's like, uh, and it's like, I don't know. Sometimes it's just like, I don't need to be doing this. Like, I could be doing not shit and Mm -hmm. living my life, probably enjoying it just as much. Because broke people have the best lives. I'm not going to lie to you. (laughs) They be living it up. Like, you know, they be, like, living on their last dollar. They be like, we finna live it up. And I love that. Like, and I think, like. I, I don't know, like, I've tried really hard to, like, just recognize that, like, I'm the only one that knows, like, the day-to-day, like, n- like grind of what I'm doing, and, like, sometimes I I can only be the person to, like, really celebrate myself, because, like, sometimes I'm not gonna lie to you, I'm a little picky about how people celebrate me, I don't like, like, people, you know what I'm saying, like, if it's not intentional, if it's not good-spirited, no, like, yeah. I'm, I, I have, like, an, ex- I don't like to say expectation, but, like, I feel like we all have, like, ways that we like being celebrated, you yeah. know, and, yeah. like, I feel like I don't like having to, like, like, com- like, compromise parts of myself just to, like, feel like someone's like trying to celebrate me like oh yeah like they're trying they don't get it though but like I've been trying to like give myself a grace and just like be more vocal to folks about like how I'd like to be celebrated or like mm-hmm. um what like in like it, it how how to empower me or like how to support me like what to say mm-hmm. and I feel like that's another thing that's like um like I've been trying to focus on in my own development within my unity as well like you're talking about because I feel like it's hard to just like celebrate yourself yeah and like i make an effort every day to be like no we finna celebrate me like Mm -hmm. even if that means picking up that little six dollar coffee from starbucks Mm -hmm. knowing i don't want to also don't cross the picket line because i think some people are striking right now but um (laughs) yeah so don't cross the picket line because we but like sometimes that means like i'm gonna give me a little pumpkin spice latte i'm i'm gonna miss this class today so i can like focus on my mental yeah. health like that's something that really matters to me because like i'm not gonna burn myself out like yeah. if anything like now more than ever i'm like i can do this like i don't know about y'all my like motivation show is like the princess and the frog because like when when tiana sing that almost there song i'll yeah. be like i'm almost there like and i'm just like I, that's what really empowers me and like even when I watch movies like that and then I think about who I was when I watched it like last or like things like that like or even how I think about where I was like sometimes I'm like I was watching that when I was online with y'all you know and like I think about like dang like this movie meant so many things to me this song meant so many things to me and I'm always gonna be chugging for the next thing that makes me almost there you know Mm -hmm. and that's the goal that like I'm always pushing myself for the next thing so like that my idea of like unity whether it means my community within myself within us like it's always going to look different and transform but like recognizing that the same purpose is just like making sure that the people around me 
like know that I'm here for them the way that I know that they're there for me so like I feel like that's like also what I focus a lot on too because like like you said Isabel you need to celebrate yourself because you're great you're great (laughs) I was gonna say like we're all great i really like thinking about who we were when we all met yeah and like i think about that a lot like i'm like yeah. dang bro we have grown so much and i think so... this moment right here made me realize how much i truly do miss y'all and <laughs> you know this has really shown to me how we all have like really grown into like the yeah. women that we have aspired to be those mm-hmm. years ago and like yeah. we still have ways to go but even just hearing y'all speak about where y'all at right now and where y'all going it's like it's just so exciting to hear and so inspiring to hear yeah. because like i don't know i'm just really proud of y'all like i y'all know really yeah. doing shit. I like it. i, I love know. this for y'all and i just you know i mean that's what happens when you a delta woman yep but you know, <laughs> you know like but like i just i'm, I'm really proud of y'all i just wanted to say that and i just proud of you yeah we proud of you thank you give my flowers to y'all <laughs> something that like i th- i feel like for me something that i'm um that i could improve on i have like actually a couple of things like for myself one of those things is like like doing better at projecting my judgments onto others like my preconceived ideas of other people and that idea comes from how i view myself and like it it really like contra like contradicts but like also plays off of what i was saying in terms of like what i'm doing better at because it's like something i'm actively working on but like i've even though like i have these experiences as a black woman i grew up pretty privileged like middle class even in terms of my skin tone like i'm light-skinned and then like able-bodied like there's and i'm heterosexual it's like there's certain i parts of my identity you know that like i that i was you know because of that privilege i did not see because i didn't have to experience it and even outside of that like just simple as like my upbringings like i've had a very healthy home like my parents have been married for 27 years and like you know they have a very healthy relationship and like you know like my my relationship with my siblings is very healthy and like you know i thought that that's how life was supposed to be for everybody but when you have other people that come from different places i think college really like shook me on that is that mm-hmm. not everyone has that experience and like you really have to give people grace you know for like you know cuz people some people really don't you know you never know what people got going on Mm -hmm. you know and like having this idea that somebody is like slacking or doing something it like it really is based off of a lot of things psychologically mentally and socially and that was something that i'm learning actively right now is understanding that you know that people come from different areas and you know understanding that again like with an open mindset is important because when you like we all are like guilty of projection you know and I know, like, just from speaking from personal experience, like, I'm guilty of projection. But, like, you know, if I keep having these projections and let them, like, become me, I can't be the way... I can't unify with others in the ways that I'm supposed to. And another thing that, like, I feel like I can improve on is, like, the act of forgiveness. Because when people hurt my feelings, I don't want anything to do with them. As I rightfully should. Second you know what I mean? <laughs> like, if I don't fuck with you, I don't fuck with you, you know? And, like... But that doesn't mean that I can't 
root for you, you know, but root for you, root for you for, from a distance, yeah. love yeah. you from a distance. But that's something that I will honestly say I am not there, especially with specific people because mm-hmm. they have me fucked up, yeah. you know? And so like, I, I'm getting there, but it is something that I do that I am, you know, desiring to work on because like in order for me to even be more unified with in like in like a spiritual term and a biblical term like what god has for me like i have to come with this like godly spiritual mindset that like forgiveness needs to take place not you know but i can't forgive these people if i don't forgive myself you know and i know like i when somebody does me dirty i just be i'd be hurt and i'd be mad i'd be like fuck you i don't want to see you i don't want to talk to you you know and it's so easy for me to talk shit about that person you know and it's so easy for me to just be like you know, like, I don't want anything to do with you. And, like, you treat him. And then even being that victim mentality of, like, you did this to me. But it's like, no, this happened for you. It didn't happen yeah. to you. Like, this is treating you something. And just because those people aren't in your space, that doesn't mean that you can't love them from a distance. And, like, that's easier. Way easier said than done. Unconditional. Yeah. It's yeah. unconditional. Yeah. Sorry. No, you're fine. Go ahead. I was just going to echo on to what you said. Like, our line is, like real unity if you guys realize it because we're all completely different yeah and we're able to come together and just do something one is like for i don't know how to put this but we were all just able to come together and like show love and support each other and like i don't know but i don't know where my head is going right now but that's what no. i just wanted to yeah. know and i was just me as ass <laughs> I'm sitting over here she, watching, and I'm just like, oh God. she like y'all want some, <laughs> want some, but yeah, I, I Holy Spirit in your life <laughs> for those who listen to that that young coke bro. <laughs> <laughs> um, I guess I, guess I can go to answer the question. Um, kind of going based off what you're saying, I think something that I struggle with is um the aspect of educating people. Mm-hmm. Um, I think for a long time I felt like it was never a need. Um, but I think as I've gone into a role where I have to consistently work with, um, people or population where, um, they're growing up a certain way. So they're not going to know certain things because of how they've grown up. Um, I think my mentality of you need to learn it on your own has changed a lot. Um, yeah, still working on it because I always felt like I'm not the type of person, like, I don't need to tell you, like, why black people are this way or why colorism is a thing or why, like, yeah. you know, um, internalized racism and thing. Like, I've never felt like I needed to educate people on that. But as I've gone into my role, kind of like what I said, like, there's people that really definitely just don't know. Yeah. Like, it, which is unfortunate. Yeah. I mean, I think we have to look at a co- society as a collective as to why that is. But there's really people that genuinely just don't know because yeah. they weren't raised around it. They don't. They never had to focus on those issues. Mm-hmm. So it's never something that was prevalent to their life. Mm-hmm. So I think that's just one thing that I've sh- um, slowly embracing. Something that I'm changing. You know, yeah. those those who are listening, if you ever want, um, you know, some interview <laughs> interview tips. Um, if a job ever asks you what are something that you struggle with, always say something that I'm working on. So, Facts. so, Facts. so never, never say something Being, that I struggle with. Yes. <laughs> so, Being so in this in word. this case, like something that I'm working on yeah. is definitely um, kind of removing myself from that I, that idea that people have to educate themselves versus me. Kind of, you know, especially like it's not it's not a lot to you know give people like a brief lesson on why stuff is important why stuff matters why stuff 
you know, is problematic. So that's definitely a, a goal that I'm aspiring to get to is, you know, not taking things so personal um, and stepping out of that zone and providing that education that people that have no knowledge on or ignorant to. Ignorant isn't necessarily like a negative word. I know it has a negative connotation behind it, but ignorance is just not just not knowing what what is something that might need to be known or at least need to be known to relate to a conversation so yeah um that's something that we need to work on so yeah like i said in the beginning when people say we're passing stuff we were just passing the you know passing some knowledge passing the holy ghost so (laughs) i was gonna say when you brought up ignorance like people think that being ignorant is like the worst thing ever being ignorant is just lacking the knowledge of and i brought that up to my students they probably my kids probably hear me rant about things and they have no clue what i'm talking about (laughs) i try to like teach them or like get it in their head early so that way they can start thinking about that stuff themselves and like i told them i was like yeah children are ignorant just because you just don't know yeah then adults are also ignorant and like kind of disagreeing with what you're saying sometimes i think that people do need to educate themselves because yeah. everything is at the palm of your head. Now. No, I was, yeah. I was, but yeah, no, like, I, was, I, don't, when, I don't, originally like that's, the, that's the mentality that I had when I yeah. was like in college, when I start really diving into my blackness, that's yeah. exactly what the mentality that I had. But I feel like as I've gotten older, like I've shifted from that because there is certain places where you can't fault somebody because of how they were raised like just like you know we see the videos of little kids and their parents are telling them to be racist like we can't fault them for that because their kids are innocent they don't know what that is because people aren't racist until the generation before them teaches them how to be racist yeah so that's that that's that's why i have that 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 separation between that no i hear you like i i still think that like it's still our job to educate them but then when does it become a time where it's not acceptable for them to be ignorant because I think that, that's like, a good question. I truly think that there is a lot of stuff that you can't learn from maybe reading or like you have to experience that. Mm-hmm. And someone that has experienced that can tell you about it. But then there comes a time where it's like, hey, like you you should know this by mm-hmm. now. Like I've read across some people and they're like, well, I didn't know racism existed. What the <laughs> fuck is going on? <laughs> does not exist because and maybe it is because they were raised that way but then at the same time it's like what the hell like you're not on social media and i feel like to answer that question i think things are very individualized like there's Mm -hmm. gonna think seems there's gonna be things that people talk about that are gonna be more triggers to others yeah than than it is to other people so like me like the same thing i was talking to my kids about being proactive versus reactive Mm -hmm. like you know, there's people that work in my field that know nothing about game banging, know nothing mm-hmm. about the life of game banging. Mm-hmm. So, like, there's certain things that they say that that might trigger somebody that is yeah. that my students yeah. that have been a part yeah. of that lifestyle. But I tell them like, you yeah. are the you are the ultimate person that is gonna side where you let it let it affect you, yeah. or or you know, are like affecting the way the way you react. Yeah, that's why it becomes a proactive reactive. I always tell them that if it, if you want to have a reaction statement, like yeah, you can lash out at them. You can tell them like what's up, like where you from, like you start you know going back to lifestyle that you portrayed before you got here, mm-hmm. or you can educate or you, I mean not even educate. It's really just telling a person like 
how you relate to that yeah. subject to why you're offended by it. Yeah. Like in my education, yeah. I mean, I mean, edu- education as a as an individual individualized. Not yeah. it's not a it's not a like a universal education. Yeah, that's, so that's like, what, yeah, that's what I was saying. Like, there are some things that you literally cannot learn from reading and yeah. educating yourself. Maybe in the way that we think education is. Education is literally just learning something new. So when they tell their stories and they explain to them why that impacted them or what they said impacted them. That's still them educating someone else. Like, you know, and it's great that you're teaching them that because they need to know that. They need to understand that. Be proactive. Right. Everyone needs to be proactive. Like, because I think we all go into like this mental shock when something happens, maybe like trauma, but maybe that other person that is it like influencing you that way does not know that. Right. Yeah. But that but that's this yeah. kinda of what I'm saying about like the education piece. Like yeah. kinda of like we're saying, like if you do, you don't, like it really just pertains into how that that specific conversation, that True. specific situation affects yep. you. Like me, yep. I don't care. Like yeah. honestly, like if you say something like I like and again that's me working on that objective that I had set earlier of mm-hmm. like educating people. Like I've always been a non caring person 'cause like like if if you feel like that's what it is, like, I mean, sometimes no matter how much education that you provide a person, they're still going to feel the way they feel. So, yeah. like, I'm the type of person, like, you you need to go seek that on yourself because yeah. ultimately you are the only person that can change your mindset, not me. Facts, so, like, that's facts, why facts, that's facts, why I do that. Facts, that's facts. why I don't take the time and yeah. effort to educate people. And, again, yeah. like, to the beginning question, like, that's why I'm working on that. Yeah. But for, for so long, that's why I've had that mentality. So, mm-hmm. it's like, you know, like kind of going back to what you're saying, like, I'm just the type of person I don't care. Like, even if it is offensive, yeah. like, I don't take much offense to it because it is because that person's ignorant. Yeah. It is because, like, I'm going I'm to give the person the, ven- the benefit of the doubt of not knowing that, not living around that, not having people that associate with that and give them them, like, hey, they probably just don't know. But, you know, whether I want to educate them on that is really if I really feel like, super attached to that like that's but that's just me like i'm not saying that's everybody in the world that's just me specifically as to why like i'm trying to get in that habit of feeling like i need to educate people on certain things yeah before you leave mick do you have like a word of advice or an affirmation that you want to leave us with be kind to yourself the love you extend to yourself helps you illuminate your light and we're all lighthouses to each other and we should all want to shine bright and shine bright for yourself and shine bright to help each other find our lights too. That's all I would say. I love that. Yeah. I love that. I almost bust out laughing. And pulled up all the Eat today. Make sure you eat today. This is your reminder to eat and drink water today. Yes. yes. Stay hydrated. Especially the water. Drink your water. No more cold yes. drinks. Yes. Stay hydrated. Thank you for coming. We appreciate yeah, it. Oh, anybody... your hair looks so good. Thank you. Is it what? Dale? Did it? Did yeah. Dale? Did... She be doing it that shit. Good. Y'all, y'all need to go to Dale. Dale's Dale really good. Dale did it. Doing it. Doing it. She did. I be telling everybody you you need to go to Dale. She be doing that. <laughs> she gay too. But like, let's see. This is the person that I go to, and she's like, she cool. Hey. I always send people to her. Like, and she yeah. she sells her own oil. Oh, and and she be having bonnets and shit. Now she got the whole little. She got That's the whole cute. little shebang. Is she in, like, her house or what? Yeah. Okay. Now she got the whole little shebang. She in Aurora. She probably not too far from. Yeah. yeah from like, she buy she she buy the awesome. um she buy the mall a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. Like yeah. Two minutes from the mall. Yeah. She no. Mm. She good. She. 
She be boop, boop, boop. <laughs> boop with get it. into it. Oh, right. now we said, yeah, let's get into it for real. Hey, now you right. just got a free, <laughs> free right. little, free little, whatever. No, for real. Shout out to Dell did it. She right. did what she, she had did to do. She did and does it. She do what she do. She does it. All right. So in like what we were talking about in terms of like how we can improve and like acts of unity and all that, but like how does unifying with others contribute to like improvement of yourself or just self-improvement overall wait okay i keep going back to this but what I said, I said, go ahead keep saying your friend's name in, yeah. in other spaces because when they get into those spaces they're gonna be saying your name mm-hmm. friends of friends gonna be saying your name so it's just like a chain effect it's all gonna be a ripple effect i forgot the question that yeah. that's gonna improve yourself mm-hmm. <laughs> yep it yeah. does it improves it improves like your connections yeah. and your network mm-hmm. your like your whole network environment yeah yeah, yeah. for me i was going to say that boosting others up it feels it feels good it makes yeah. me feel good about myself so just doing that helps me feel like a better person i love it i don't know that's just me some yeah. people it does it's not like that but I I love unity and I love I don't know why this is why I had to leave Colorado. Mm-hmm. I love the black community so much. Yeah, and in the just south, being yeah. with them and loving them and pushing black people to be better has made me feel better. It just brings some type of light out of me and I love it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel that. I will say like in like what you were saying. So like in September I went to Atlanta for the first time mm. and I love Atlanta. Oh my God. Like the black people out there, the culture of black people out there is just so different. And like you see, like literally by statistic, um, black people make up almost 50% of the population in Atlanta. And so it's like, you see us everywhere. And I think because you see us everywhere and so many, like even like their gym classes I've been seeing on Instagram. I'm like, I want to be a part of this trap gym. Like, it's just, and then, like, it's just, you see somebody, and, like, they'll hype you up, and you'll see someone that's, like, hella beautiful, and they'll, like, be like, wow, you're beautiful, too. It's, yeah. like, there's yeah. really, like, a sense of, like, hyping people up down there. Like, people yeah. really root for people, and, if, I mean, like, I'm not from Atlanta, so I can't speak on, like, the entire culture out there, but from what I've seen, like, like at least, like, where I was, like, there was a lot of people out there, yes. even, like black people in luxury that still celebrated other black people yep. not just in luxury but in any space and if they were in luxury they like provi- like they provided resources so that you can be in that luxury as well yeah. and like that I, I just thought that I just it wanted feels, to say that, that yeah. I love Atlanta's community out there from it what I see yeah. and I'm not gonna lie that's why like oh, I love the south like I just be talking about it all the time when I come up here but I, I truly love the sense of community down there yeah and it just makes you feel better. It makes you feel loved. It makes you feel appreciated. And who doesn't want to feel that? Like, yeah. yeah. I it makes you yeah. love yourself a little bit more when you're with people that love you as well. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. I went to New Orleans this summer. Mm. And uh, <clears throat> <laughs> I ain't going to say nothing to Isabel, but she... she hey, weren't you in Denver? Well, I oh, thought you... Okay. I was there. Anyway, anyway, skim past that. I went to... <laughs> No, I went to New Orleans this summer and there were so many black people. I was like, it was a culture shock for me. Being from Colorado, you walk downtown, it's yeah. all white people. Yeah. And I was walking on bourbon, all black people. Yeah. And I'm getting I'm getting hit on 
You know, in Colorado, <laughs> people don't like black women. Yeah. Like, that's yeah. honestly how I feel. Yeah. I'm walking down the street, yeah. and people are like, oh, you look so good in that dress. Like, yeah. women, too, complimenting me. I'm complimenting them back. So it's just like, I love the vibe so much. And if we mm-hmm. could do that here. It may, yeah. And it just, <laughs> I don't know. Like, it just makes you feel better. It builds your confidence up just to be around people that love you as well. Mm-hmm. Like, Truly, in Colorado, just don't feel that appreciation. You don't feel mm-hmm. that love, even from other black people. And it's tough because mm-hmm. then it makes you feel like, honestly, that it makes you, I don't want to say hate blackness, but it just makes you just feel like blackness isn't top tier. Yeah. yeah. But when you're around other black people and you're around a community that loves you and just loves blackness, it makes you love yourself more. It makes yeah. you love your blackness and appreciate it and see how valuable it is yeah yeah and yeah i honestly can't say yeah. that i got that from colorado but when i moved down there i was like damn i love yeah. that i love it and i, I love I that wish it could be That's here yeah. i want it to be here yeah. yeah yeah and and it can be here yeah we just gotta put in the work to do it yeah. you know yeah and like i lost my train of thought but yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what say you me what's your where where do you feel like unity contributes to self-improvement or even self-love um i always you know i'm a rupaul's drag race individual rupaul has said if you don't love yourself how the hell you gonna love somebody else facts so Mm -hmm. we love a good statement if you can't can't, if you can't genuine love like we have this in society there's a there's a um idea of love that we perpetuate through social media mm, which is like mm. not the ideal love but if you have Speak genuine love it, yeah genuine love i think unconditional love very much ties into genuine love because i feel yeah. like you know if you yeah. if you really love something or somebody um no matter what that person does or that thing contributes to a situation like you're still gonna have love for it regardless mm-hmm. um because like life is a learning lesson like we're so young and we have to like maneuver through this thing of life that like not everything's gonna play in our favor and yeah. some things we're gonna get some things we're gonna get mad at some things we're gonna be um upset about depressed over mm-hmm. um etc but that's really like why i say unconditional because you're gonna ex- exude emotion towards whatever that that is mm-hmm. as far as being unconditional about it so like whether that thing fuck you over whether that thing you know hurt you whether that thing make you happy like all the emotions like you're still gonna love it regardless of whatever it entices you to feel yeah yep. so first yeah. so first yeah to to lead into that um definitely have unconditional love as far as like everything else it's like it's really up to you honestly yeah. like yeah i think yeah. we live in a world where we try to and i and i'm really gonna like you know um highlight social media on this because i really think social media is a like contributing factor to how people function nowadays go ahead yeah yeah. um which which sucks i mean in my opinion i think it does sucks because we one social media is a thing that we're if you put it out there it's out there forever with that being said like Mm -hmm. because we put it out there forever we want people to judge us in an appropriate way like to where they you think we're cool like we're awesome like we're you know getting us likes um but i think that um that's a contributing factor yeah. so let's not let that tie into what we should internalize as unconditional love facts um, big facts or not even big not even facts. internalize as unconditional love but like i think 
and but it, no yeah i think it's also dependent on everybody's situation i think everybody sees independent love or unconditional love in their own independent way mm-hmm. um that's the yeah, yeah. that's so that's a key i think mm-hmm. kind of going back to what i said initially in like the first 10 minutes of of this podcast like there's no universal anything like everything yes. is specific to your own independent situation yeah. so um don't remember what the question was <laughs> like how does it how does unity contribute to self-improvement oh um again again i feel like none of what i just said really answered that question but no it, it's per- <laughs> but it's perfect it did it um, really did um i will say that um honestly like if you um step out your comfort zone and uh kind of expand your horizons on unity um you're gonna put yourself in a situation to be open to a lot of things not just you know unity yeah you know open yourself to yourself to understand like racial inequality understand yourself to sexual orientation and justice once you put yourself in that in that in that mm-hmm. mindset of getting under getting to understand that and really knowing how to execute it in situations that are appropriate because sometimes we pick and choose when we want to execute things that really don't that really aren't justified yeah. <laughs> because like we just do it just because we want to prove ourselves Mm-hmm. Um, but once we get an understanding of doing that in an appropriate manner, then we're able to exercise, um, equality. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Facts. Everything y'all said is, was very well said. And it really just stems back to what we were saying of like, we all have a purpose here to serve other people, you know, but like, you can't serve other people if you don't serve yourself. And when you serve yourself and when you understand like who you are, by the way, I'm going to recommend this as a, a great book to read. It's called Know Thyself by Naeem Akbar. Really good book, um, especially amongst like the black community. It, it's for us, by us, uh, FUBU. But yeah, yeah, you can't you can't go in and love other people and unify with others if you're not even unified with who you are as a person, your character, your actions, your behaviors and understanding, you know, having that self-awareness within yourself to help other people so yeah good shit all right so uh because you know we are like on a time crunch i'm just gonna like combine this question like this last question together um but like something that i'm doing for this season with my guests is affirmations or you know a piece of advice so like usually i make people do both but because of time you can do one or the other or do both if you want to speak on it just you know to like you know crunch time a little bit but what is a piece of advice that you have to the audience or an affirmation that you would like an affirmation that you believe in in terms of like unity or you know self-love in that way what's like something that you like to do and i'm gonna make everybody do it so some some advice that i have is be okay with being in in uncomfortable spaces to learn new things so you can develop that unity within yourself. Um, mm-hmm. Also, give yourself credit when it's due. Mm-hmm. You can never be too humble. You can't be too humble. But <laughs> <laughs> hype yourself up. Just make sure you're giving yourself that credit daily. Mm-hmm. Yep. Um, for me, I think as I've a reoccurring theme that I've been saying is universal. Um, there's no universal truth to anything how you feel how you maneuver how you think yeah um and i know that stops a lot of people because we don't want to 
do things the way we feel because we think that there's universal truth behind it. So we feel like if we do the things that we do, we're going to face a lot of judgment from it. Mm-hmm. Um, so my advice is just be you. Yeah. Be genuinely you. Go out in the world. Say what you want to say. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, do what you want to do. If there's ever a point where, you know, there might be some discrepancy about it, those who genuinely care about you will educate you on why what you did or what you said um, needs to be not necessarily corrected, but altered. So mm-hmm. go out in the world. Be who you are. Say what you want to say. Do what you want to do. Um, and... If there ever a time where you're questioning it, seek seek answers. Why are you questioning this? Why why do I feel like what I'm doing is bad, or what? Why do I feel like what I'm doing is is not under the realm of things that I want to do? So that's the advice that I have. Yeah. Um, my advice would be to love yourself and love others, and whenever you see someone and you just simply like the smallest thing about them you know, let them know because everyone wants to feel loved and appreciated. You are loved. You are appreciated. And anything that you do, be proud of yourself. It could be the smallest thing like, hey, I woke up and got out of bed today. Mm-hmm. Yep. Just yeah. take those small things and keep it pushing. Love yourself, love others, and be the best you possible. Yeah. So... What I'm going to say is understanding the word community itself. There's no community without unity. There's literally unity is within the word community. And like this is going to come off a little cheesy, but like the letter U is the start of unity. Like unity starts with you and unifying with yourself. You cannot move towards progression as a community if you don't move towards progression towards yourself, with yourself. So... Y'all was jumping the gems because I was listening to this advice like, okay, y'all better speak on this shit. Like, I love it. Um, Do y'all have any resources that you would like to provide or speak on that you would like to mention? Um, Always for the black community, better help if you need a therapist. Go to therapy. Mm -hmm. Even if you feel like nothing is wrong with you, it is a help. Yeah. Get help. Mental health is important. There's yes. also therapy for black girls. Yes. Right. Great yeah. podcast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, this is just outside of things. I know there's a lot of financial need out there. Um, I say a lot of people that are working under their primary jobs, um, health insurance, definitely seek um, Medicaid. If you qualify for Medicaid, you definitely can use your Medicaid as a primary insurance and then your job's Medicaid as a secondary insurance. Yeah. So if you yep. can if you can do that, definitely call. I don't have the number here right on me, but definitely go to Colorado um Medicaid, you know, Google search um, and see if you can apply to it. Apply via te- telephone, say they can qualify you right then and there mm-hmm. and then start using that and then use that to um potentially go seek you know psychological help um psychiatric help um a good resource that i personally use is mile high psychiatry um and you definitely can plug in things like what you specifically are looking for if you want a black therapist um they'll definitely work around the things that you want yeah for sure any um anything that was mentioned on this podcast will be provided um, there will be a link provided or, you know, like like even like what Mia was saying, you know, directions as well to get to these resources because there are resources out there. So 
um yeah and then just like what i was saying earlier uh know thyself by name akbar is a really good book um anything that relates to dr sabi is actually really good as well um and i think another great book that i've heard but i haven't read is uh all about love by bell hooks i've heard really great things about that book and i think you know and i really want to read that book so bad i'm going to it's on my list but um i think it pertains to a lot of what we're speaking about so um that's something that i have as a resource but that is all that we have thank you ladies for being a part thank of my you. show thank, thank you. you this has been very healing and very uplifting for me I'm really, once again, very proud of y'all, and I appreciate y'all for putting your input onto my show because it's very valid and, and very powerful. Thank y'all for coming. Thank y'all for tuning into my show, and I'll see y'all next week. Bye. 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 Bye.